0: Together with our guests and listeners, we seek to discuss, challenge, and create new understanding about how to inspire better experiences in response to ever-changing customer expectations. Hello and welcome to another episode of the All Things Considered CX Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Asbin, and thanks for coming back for another episode each year we kick off the year with some what I call adjacent conversations to for CX professionals in the area of developing themselves, developing themselves as leaders. And uh this is a continuance of that series where we're talking to our uh one of our past guests, but she's back by popular demand because she knows everything there is to know about LinkedIn, and and we're really glad to have her back to talk to us and update us with what 2024 is going to bring. And so Carol Kemmerer, thank you for joining us. And if you would, if people don't know who you are, introduce yourself to our audience.
1: Certainly I'm Carol Kemmerer. I am from uh, Minneapolis and I spend part of the time in Hawaii because this time of year in Minneapolis is not my favorite time of year, but right now I'm here in my home office and i um, I work with senior professionals to guide them through inflection points in their career. And I do that by helping them capture their brand with authenticity, tact, and power on LinkedIn.
0: That's great. And we're going to get into a lot of that discussion in our podcast today. But before we do, Carol, just before we started taping, shared some really exciting news about um her being an author so Carol, oh, why don't you yes. share that with our with our listeners
1: okay well this is exciting to me because um for the first time i can say that i am my number one bestseller, and my book linkedin for the savvy executive promote your brand with authenticity tact and power um ranked number one in its two top categories which were personal success in business, and job hunting. So I'm so excited to um, to be able to announce that in addition to the fact that um, last year, The American Reporter named me one of the top six personal branding experts. So it's fun to be with you, Bob.
0: Congratulations, Carl. That's fantastic. And personal brand is so important. I've, mm-hmm. I've run into this in several different areas where I've talked to people and they talk about their brand or how to build their brand. And so let's get right into this, Carol, because as I mentioned at the start with the beginning of 2024, lots of people make new year's resolutions or decide it's time for a change or I, I need to, or want to change jobs and positions and how do I build my career? And so what are you hearing and seeing in terms of trends right now? Um, uh, for, for job seekers and job develop or, or individuals looking to develop themselves?
1: Okay. One of the things that I have heard is that 2024 will be the year of the great uncertainty. The job market, the information is kind of waffly. Um, we just heard from the Fed that you know we we were great on jobs, but we also heard at the end of last year that McKinsey uh, laid off thousands of its senior level consultants, and many companies who um, go to universities to um, hire their um, new cadre of people who will start who were hired to start. Work for them in June after their graduation. Many of those companies have asked them to defer their start date to 2025. And so it is a year when lots of top talent will be available. Now, for companies, that's a good thing, but for your people, they may be some of that top talent that finds themselves available when it wasn't on their list of things to do in 2024. Mm -hmm. I know that you do such a better job of claiming your brand online, really expressing who you are powerfully when you're employed. And so there's no better time to update and refresh how we're showing up on LinkedIn than now. You know, I've worked with people who have lost their position, and I've been a person who's lost a position. And the truth is, there's something about losing a position that we didn't expect to lose that cuts away from our braggadocia, you know, our ability to say who we are and what we do, our ability to put ourselves out there. And when we start to write, that blank page is overwhelming and we hardly can remember why we were good and that we are good. People need to remember that they are more than any job they've ever held. But it's hard to remember that when you're not holding one. And so I really encourage people to take the first part of the year proactively and work on who are they really on LinkedIn. It's not just about the, um, the programs that you can do and, um, the things that you do—it's about what motivates you, what your passions are, your principles, and just how do you, how do you position yourselves, yourself in in the world of work. Um, so it's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my big it's message for Time to jump on those
0: new Year's resolutions, right? Yeah. The yeah. um the interesting couple of things you said is um you know, I I've often been told throughout my career that the time to build a network is now, not when you yes. might need the network.
1: Oh, yes, um, indeed.
0: Thoughts about that.
1: Absolutely. Let me just reflect on my own experience. When um before I majored in LinkedIn and all things personal brand, um, I worked for a corporation as a consultant and I was in marketing communications. It was a fortune 500 company and I worked for them for over 20 years and they always kept my inbox so full that I never strayed to seek business outside. Um, I wanted to be able to say that there would be never a conflict of interest when they worked with me, and that was good for eighteen years out of 20, um, you know life was life was uh good. But when they had a downturn, they decided to make up the problem by outsourcing several whole functions, and marketing communications was one of those. And your people may find that user experience is something or customer experience is something that can be outsourced as well. And there you are, nose down in the company on your work and not looking up at the world and that network that you left behind and your network is only your company. But guess what? All the people that you loved in your company, all your colleagues, if they outsourced a the whole function, they are now your competition. So if you don't have anybody other than the people that you've worked with um, who are your friends, it's, it's time to go to a little networking group. <laughs> it's time to find a conference. It's time to... Um, look at who's publishing in your area and make some connections, make some introductions of yourself and begin to use them as, um, as a friend. You know, um, friends share things. Um, when I make a new friend, I often send them an article and I do that through LinkedIn because mm-hmm. when I use LinkedIn, I'm automatically branded. People know who I am because they see my picture, they see my headline, and that that way I am instantly branded for them. So, um, you know, when you strike up a relationship, uh, if you find an article that you think it's on brand for someone else, send it along. Um, my favorite LinkedIn engagement is, to send an article saying, this article came across my feed today and it made me think of you. Mm. I'm smiling, hope you are too. That's the end. Mm. But it's a very powerful, very personal touch. And um, it, it's hard to do better than giving something that you have picked as being of value to that person, and telling them in that short message that they're important to you.
0: So Having been a recipient of that uh, yes. that uh, approach, uh, I do find it very, very encouraging and, and very rewarding from an individual. Because the other one of the problems with LinkedIn is we get a lot of requests for LinkedIn connections that are actually trying to sell us something. Oh, indeed, and. Um, I've actually, you know, so building a network is important, but building the right network, I guess, is how you would say it is so important.
1: And working the network. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not all about connection, 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 um, like you're stacking up poker chips. These are people. These are people who maybe have the same problems as you, who um, maybe have a different take on something than you do and would be honored if you ask them a question. You know, um, <laughs> the the notion of engaging online is powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, most of the people listening, I'm assuming have some kind of LinkedIn profile. They're not starting from scratch. Right. So if somebody says, hey, I really want to improve my profile, what are some... Things that you look at initially, yes. if if uh, if somebody comes to you and says they want to work with you, what are some things you look at okay. on a profile?
1: Okay, um, there are two tracks that I go down. One is visual, and I'm going to start there. The other one is is uh, text. Mm-hmm. But let's start with visual because oh, we are such visual people, and you can get somebody to look at your profile at the text that you've written. Just by putting great visuals up there. So mm. let's start at the very top. And the first thing that people see is that great big space behind the picture that we call the LinkedIn banner. Um, it's or a hero image, whatever you'd like to call it, is that great big image. And an opportunity that many of your customer experience people might have because they are associated with brands is to use the logo associated with the brands that they are assisting. And uh, that can be very powerful because companies have spent a lot of money putting together their mm-hmm. logos and how they, how to roll that out. You never want to violate um, the company's standards for how you use their logo. And um, as a matter of fact, if you talk to the marketing communications people, you might find that they've developed multiple um banner images with, with your brand wow. that you serve um, right there, or they've got a um, you know, a standard way that they want it to appear. Um, make sure that you honor that because that's part of who we are as professionals. We never want to take our brands for granted. Um, I know that there are probably some consultants who are customer experience people who serve multiple brands and have served multiple brands over time. Mm -hmm. Another really powerful thing is to post lots of logos and lots of energy in that space. Um, speakers often um, are putting logos on their uh, banners to show where they've spoken, companies where they've spoken, or places that have featured their articles or that kind of thing. These are powerful ways to communicate like that just mm-hmm. immediately um that you're a brand person and it, that can be super so the second thing that is um very visual is your picture and there are people who think that just any picture is going to work <laughs> and it's not true at all um some some really bad examples would be you wearing a tux at somebody else's wedding with um your wife's hand on your shoulder but no wife I, you know um
0: i've seen that picture <laughs>
1: yeah oh it it's it's um happens a lot because um you know they they're all dressed up and somebody took a professional picture of them well yeah but It was not a headshot and it was not intended as a headshot. And when you use it like that, you say LinkedIn is not really very important to me. Mm -hmm. Likewise, the selfie where you just cannot take a selfie with natural eyes. I've never seen a good one. You know, it's like we're always a little deer in the headlights when we take a selfie um, or our nose is big because it's too close or something. And, you know, there's there's nothing that really is better than a professional picture. But then not every professional picture really sings either. So the most important thing uh, about a, a photo is that your eyes are looking right at the camera and when you do Mm -hmm. that it looks like you're looking right at the person who's looking at you and Mm -hmm. that's very powerful because our picture should be like a warm handshake Mm -hmm. in the times when it's politically correct to shake hands (laughs) right (laughs) but you know it is it is a way of connecting and Mm -hmm. um It is so powerful when we stare right at the camera in an authentic way and we're smiling as though we're meeting the people that are important to us. So, smiling is huge. What you wear is important. Um, Is it important to wear a tie and a jacket? I don't think so these days, but I do know that people should wear what they would wear if they were having the most important meeting of the day. Because you always look exactly like your picture to people who are not going to meet you in person.
0: Interesting.
1: Hmm. We carry that image that that we Hmm. see. And if you look not your best on your LinkedIn picture, you are forever going to be not your best in the eyes of the people who see you. So we've done the banner image. We've done the picture. Now, the next thing that people are going to see is your featured section in terms of visual things. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, some people are going, featured section, what is that? Because featured section is not a section that automatically shows up. You have to add a section and there is a, a button that says add a section to your profile and a featured section is very visual. It is a place for visual things. Um, photos, pictures of you, pictures of you in action, pictures of your brand, pictures of the commercials, pictures of anything that relates to you, Mm. um, videos, fabulous, if that's one of the things that you do. But it doesn't have to be you. It could be your brand. Mm. You could be, you could use that as being a brand ambassador for the brands that you serve. So, you know, for people who are not out there um, doing podcasts and um, speaking, <laughs> there's there's still hope for pictures and video. Um, and especially because um, all of your audience serves brands and brands are visual. Now, um, the next thing that is visual mm. that most people don't recognize has a huge impact in our impression that we're, that we're making, is the logos or the lack thereof. Mm. When we look at a profile, at the experience section and at the education section, if there are missing logos, we immediately want to see what's wrong. Now, it's true that many people have um, in their experience worked for a company that came into being and um, eclipsed and is <laughs> no longer uh, working and, and was not acquired, you know, just went out of business. And sure. it never got its logo on LinkedIn. And so there, no matter what you do, you're not going to get that logo. But so many people don't have a logo for a reason other than that. So they've misspelled the name of the company. Um, Procter and Gamble is uh, really often misspelled by people who work there. I mean, I, I have researched this (laughs) because Procter Silex and Procter and Gamble um, are not spelled the same. And, um, so, and I
0: worked for Thompson Writers and Thompson is frequently misspelled with a P and there's no P in Thompson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so same. I can relate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's it's a big deal. Um uh, my brother works worked um for a company that was at one time known as Fleur Daniels. Or Fleur Daniel. I'm sorry, I, I don't even know because it, it's not my company, but if I had um if I had written it out i would probably misspell it and it's amazing how many people who work for the company or at one time uh have misspelled it now the company's named Fleur. and so that's a real a little easier but Fleur, you Mm -hmm. know how do you spell Fleur? um i have seen it spelled flower f-l-o-u-r instead of f-l-u-o-r and of Mm -hmm. course there's no logo for flower.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um,
1: Sometimes um, the company name that you worked for, that company's been acquired. And Mm. so what we need to do is research and make sure we know who owns the company now. It is absolutely hoyle to list the name of the company that now exists. You know, the there was a merger, and so you put the the na- new name uh, associated with the company, and then either in your um, title, if there's enough room, or in the first line of the description, you say something like. Um, if you're putting it in the title, you'd say um, customer experience executive um, or whatever your title was and then parenthesis company known as and then write the name of the company. Or in the first line, you say, when I worked for, and then you use the new name of the company, it was known as the old name of the company. Okay, so I was working, working with a client who um, worked for International Multi Foods, which is no more, and there is no logo. And um, he said, "Well, the company was acquired by Smucker, and or Smuckers. Uh, I'm not real sure, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> right? At, at any rate, um, so we we did that work around, and you have a logo. The reason that that's so important." is that our the brands that we work for, the brands where we went to school, those are all part of our visual pedigree. It's a credibility factor. And as I said, sometimes we can't help it, but mm-hmm. um, often we can. Another one that um, mm-hmm. happens very, very often is someone who works for themselves as a consultant. They have the company, they own the company, but there's no logo showing up in their profile. Why is that? Well, they haven't taken the step of creating a company page for themselves. Only when we create a company page, can we upload the logo to LinkedIn so that it's available for us and all our employees, all of our board members, all of our volunteers, whatever it is that we've got, all the people that are using our company name can now have the logo associated with their profile.
0: So there's no way to insert a logo into your profile. You have to have a company page, and then when you put in that company's name into your profile, it... LinkedIn pulls the logo forward. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Now
1: I have seen cases where um, LinkedIn is not necessarily going to help you out totally. Um, So they, they created a company page, they upload the logo. Great. Then, you know, well, why is that logo not on my profile? Well, you need to actually delete the company name on your profile and begin to type it in again and you'll see it there with the logo and pick it from the list and you'll be golden. And, um, you can tell all your staff, um, all of your board members, all of anybody that's associated with you that, that, that logo is now available. If they will just change the company name by, you know, it's the same company name, but you are deleting the old one and adding it fresh and, um, Get that to populate. So those are incredibly easy ways to improve what people think of you. Um just from a a visual impact. Mm -hmm. So then
0: go ahead, please, Carol.
1: Oh, I was gonna say then there are the words.
0: Yeah, I was (laughs) just gonna say, and and then then there's text, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. So there are some sections that are so important actually all the sections <laughs> but but the the shortest section that has the most impact is your headline
0: hmm.
1: so the the headline is a maximum of 220 characters which is really a lot of characters for a headline um We want to make sure that we're taking advantage of this space that LinkedIn has given us. And I would guess that a good portion of the people in your audience that are listening currently have the default headline, which is the job title alone. You know, um, customer experience, researcher, mm-hmm. analyst. I mean, I don't know what the titles would be, but, right. um, you know, we're just is, is kind of there, but you're always more than your job title. Mm-hmm. So I like to suggest that people think about the ways that they add incredible value to their company You know, what are three things that they want to be known for? Um, What are their differentiators?
0: Mm.
1: So you start with your job title, you give it a colon, and then something impactful about how you move the needle for your company. Um, You know, working across, Teams to create excitement and purpose driven for the customer. I, I don't know. Right.
0: Um,
1: just you but know, but much
0: more than I'm a customer experience researcher. It's it's oh, talking right. right. It, you're actually expanding the opportunity right. with that. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think people, a lot of people don't think that way. I think they think in terms of at least I was thinking of in terms of, well, I've got to put my title up there, or I've got to put what I do as yeah. opposed to what value I add. That's a real well I, I
1: think it, it is helpful for people to know that you work in customer experience. So, right. you know, start th- start your sentence with that and give it a colon. And then, right. um, you know, we really can write a sentence <laughs> <about> Right. <laughs> how, how we yeah. are adding value, um, what we do. Um Customer experience is still not um, a discipline that a lot of people know a lot about. And so there is an opportunity for people to teach even um, Mm -hmm. in in this, this little snippet. So, but make sure that you're using keywords that are important to you. Like if you are working for a global brand, Global is a huge, huge, um, keyword, wow. and make sure you don't leave leave it out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are um, if you are at the director level and you are um, working with people who are working around the world, if you are responsible for offsite teams, um, offshore teams, whatever word describes working with multi-site teams, um, mm. use that because it is part of your differentiation. It's part of how you bring value. Um, so work with your headline. When When I'm working on someone's profile, I spend an hour generating at least 20 options because this is your marketing headline. This is your impact statement. It appears every time you post. Um, And so it should be powerful and it should mean something. Um, So your about section is um, your business story. You should think of a way to string it together that is something more than chronological unless the chronology is really important Mm -hmm. um you know i always like to to start with the three things i want to be known for and my differentiators so if you have a um the the section is 2600 characters which is like five paragraphs Mm -hmm. and so if you are writing two sentences about yourself you can't possibly rank as well as somebody who's writing to the margins of that limit. So I take those five paragraphs and I write a a, a summary statement um, using lots of my keywords or my clients' keywords. Um, Then um, I use a paragraph for each of the three things I want to be known for, maybe one for, um, you know, my differentiators or people have said, I blah, 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 you know, people have said about me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, uh, you want to have your, um, how to contact you at the very end. Um, so especially if you are looking for a job or if you are, um, providing services to multiple people and, you know, it's your business. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you are currently working, it's not as important to have your um, email at the bottom, but if you're not, or if you are running your own business, it would be really essential.
0: So that's important yeah. that you not leave it up to them to connect with you via LinkedIn, but to give them your actual direct email so so they can go right to you. Right. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Uh, another section that is, I just am always incredible that people leave it kind of blank. uh, It's the experience section. They put in their job title and um, the company and then they don't fill out anything. You know, they don't Tell me, what are your accomplishments? And the reason that that's important is when you've accomplished in the past, we know you will accomplish in the future.
0: Mm.
1: And so it's it's powerful, even if those accomplishments are, you know, not in the area that you want to work in next. It's, right. it, it's hugely important that we um share that we are an efficacious individual and we do that not by saying but by showing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um you know when you can show a metric of um you know that you implemented a program that saved so many dollars or um let people do process more things or um you know, you had an impact that, that can be measured. Um, You should, you should share that.
0: Wow. What a, what a fantastic roadmap for that, that uh, listeners that Carol just shared for how to improve your LinkedIn profile. And before I let you go, Carol, I know um, you showed us your book. So I encourage listeners to go yes. out and get that. It's a fantastic guide, but then you also put something in the chat for our listeners to take advantage of as well. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. So I, I have a, um, a little ebook and it is, um, it is about elevating your engagement online. Now this has nothing to do with what your profile so it's just a new thing but, or a different thing mm-hmm. but it is so important for us to every once in a while stop looking down at our work and look out and engage with other people um, it's really important for our career resilience mm-hmm. having had my career cut off at one point and realizing that I never looked up and I never had a network that worked for me outside the company that I served. I know what an important thing that is. And, and this is, you know, it's, it's just a little ebook. It has things you can do on LinkedIn that make a difference. Hmm.
0: Uh, value add right carol just like you talked about earlier value add so listeners after listening to carol explain some of those key areas in linkedin there's no reason why you can't pursue your new year's resolution to improve your linkedin profile to get that next position to to look for a new job whatever it may be it's just been fantastic
1: Yes. And, um, if people would like to uh, find out more about me, um, certainly they can look at my profile. Um, they can also go to my website, which is com. It's hard to spell, but once you figure it out, um, and, and you can find it of course, through my LinkedIn profile, which is maybe a little easier to access, you know, when you're kind of bumbling around, um, for for how to spell it but um it's k-a-e-m-m-e-r-e-r twice as many letters as you need
0: (laughs) that's great Oh, Carol, it's been great having you back again. We love kicking the year off with you and your tips um, to help our careers. And so we very much appreciate it and are envious of your upcoming stay in Hawaii as you escape the Minnesota winter.
1: Oh, you know, it's a great place to work from. Um, I never have to worry about falling on the ice.
0: (laughs) So true. (laughs) All right, Carol, thank you so much. We really appreciate it.
1: It was a delight. Thank you.
0: It certainly was. And listeners, this has been another episode of the All Things Considered CX podcast. As always, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your networks and stay tuned for future podcasts on this topic, as well as other topics related to experience management. Thank you. Until we talk again. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Considered CX. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues subscribe to our show follow me on linkedin and visit my website at innovativecx.com for more insights on creating better experiences thanks for joining us for this session of cx of m radio be sure to rate review and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources